He said, no, the money is there to buy this quantity. So what, 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 what should be the challenge? I said, the challenge is you're just starting. Start small. Test the waters. So believe me, if, if you pick 100 million and invest in rice, and at the end of the day, you discover that it was a mistake that you did, and it was, it was your fault, I believe you'll not be happy to put in funds in agriculture again. But initially, when you started, I was telling you that you stocking 10,000 fish or 60,000 fish as a starter is not, not good. Start with 1,000 fish. Yes, I know you have the money to stock 100,000. So if you test the 1,000 fish and they are successful and you said, you know, you see the figures. Okay, I invested 2 million, stock uh, 200 fish. Okay, I sold for 3 million. Cost of production was 1.7 million. You know, when you see these figures in your account, you, somebody will not tell you to invest to add more. That's right. Nobody will tell you that, oh, uh, fish farming is profitable. Your bank account will tell you. Forget what the, 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 the business people write and say, okay, uh, within two, three years, you make 60 billion. No. The figures in your account will tell you that, Mr. Steve, fish farming is profitable. Mr. Steve, fish farming is not profitable. If it's not profitable, why are people doing this? Can you ask them? They can teach you maybe one secret that is not written. We have a written code in all industry that we run. In our group, we have this unwritten code. They are not fine anywhere. If you like, read all the materials on planet Earth. They are not written. This, these are things that you can only see when you get to the market. Hello, Mr. Denningson. Welcome to Task Africa podcast. I'm really excited to have you here on this show today. Um, I trust you've had an amazing day. <laughs> I know you're, you've been busy uh, working and on a project to feed the continent. You know, I was checking through some of the things you've been up to lately, and there was something you mentioned that really struck me, and it was we have a continent to feed, and I was like, wow, <laughs> this guy is thinking big. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to South Africa Podcast. I'm really excited to have you. So, just briefly introduce yourself before <laughs> I steal the show away. Please introduce okay. yourself. You are my guest, and we are delighted to have you on this platform. Okay. Thank you so much, Mr. Steven, for having me. I appreciate you for finding it worthy to have me uh, on the show today. Uh, I'm a binetical denizen. I'm from Benue State, Nigeria. Um, I'm a farmer. Uh, basically, what I do, uh, I'm the founder of Denko Fans. So Denko Fans, we are into uh, rice cultivation. We are into processing of the same rice. Uh, we are into poultry business, we are into fish farming, and we are into pigry. So, Denko Farms is co-founded with other persons. I'm the founder and also the managing director, let me say the CEO of Denko Farms currently. Mm-hmm. So, that is what we do basically for Denko Farms. And about me, like I said, I'm Sekou Denison by name in Nigeria, and I'm from Benue State, and uh, I'm also a student of Bay University, McCordy. Oh, wow. You're still in school? Yeah, so I'm, I'm still in school. That's awesome. Yeah. 
a student entrepreneur. <laughs> I remember when I started in, in entrepreneurship of business, I was a student to I got into fashion, business and design. I even had a clothing line that basically that is still sleeping now. <laughs> I think I need yeah, to yeah. <laughs> I need to resurrect it. But yeah, it's always good to start very early. It gives you an edge and an advantage. Though for some being in school may not be about age or starting late or early, but well yeah. combining school and business is also not easy. So well done. Yeah. So can Thank you share you with so us much. how did you start? How did your journey into agriculture begin? I know Benin State is the food basket of the nation. I should expect that Benue should have the, that's in Nigeria now, Benue State should have the highest population of farmers in the country, but I don't think that's the case. But that's another question. So tell me, how did you get into farming and then the business of agri? Okay, okay let me say, uh, I love the, the question anyway, because you asked me how I got into agri, and then you say the business of agri, two yeah. different things. yeah. Yeah, so basically, uh, like like I said, I'm from Benue State, food basket of the nation, and then it's expected that we should have the highest number of farmers. So basically in Benue State, for some of us, it's our culture, you know, farming is just like a normal thing you should do when you're being born in Benue State. That's interesting. You know, so even if you're educated, if you don't have a farm in Benue State, you see you as somebody that is not... It's not responsible. That is the kind of sentiment we have. Okay. So, so, so born and brought up in Benue State, automatically you're a farmer. You, you, you only choose to do which aspect of farming that you, you prefer. Mm. So I was born, brought up, my parents were here, we based in Benue State, and by birth, I was a farmer. And then uh, around uh, 2018, sorry, 2016, uh, 2013, 2016, I say, I don't understand this kind of agri our parents do. Mm. I'm not comfortable with those ones, you know. Me staying under the sun for hours, yeah. trying to cultivate crops, you know, stressing myself, and the hot sun, you know, the hot sun in Africa. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Me, I, I don't like this uh, agri, you know. If it is this kind of farming, I won't do it. So basically, my, my parents, to date, they are shocked that I'm into agriculture. Wow. If it wasn't, it would be like, I don't understand why this guy called they like agriculture, you know. <laughs> I, I, I said that, yes. Because I discovered that what they were doing was good. But coming to the business aspect of it, if you draw your calculations, you know how much work, effort, you guys put in, in let me say, cultivating rice, and the output and the returns you get, they are not something that a young person will want to do. Mm. So I say, no, no, it's not attractive at all. It's not. When you check the, the labor and everything, it's not attractive. So I say, okay, me, I prefer poultry farming. Let me do poultry. So in that 2013, my mom said, okay, uh, the issue there with you is you don't see it one place. The next day you're going to watch Arsenal match. The next second, I'm going to do this. So, are you sure you can do poultry? Because poultry business is something that you have to be there 24 hours. Mm. If you're going to keep your best, it means you have to be there. So, my mom was not comfortable with the idea of me trying to set up a poultry farm. Due to, let me say, the stories that we hear from people that I kept 1,000 beds, they died all. 
I get 2,000, they died or, you know. So my mom was like, she said, I said, look, mom, I, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to stop any other work that I've been doing. I'm going to suspend all the work, all the move about. I'll be one place and run this farm. I'll do it. Say, okay. So she said, okay, collect this 70,000. Then 70,000 was big anyway. <laughs> Around 2013, 70,000 was big. So are you with me? I'm with you. I'm following. So, so, so that was how we started. We bought best. I think it was just few. We tried the first cycle. You know, then when we started, we knew that, okay, you know, brooding of bears was the most difficult tax. And it, it requires expertise, of which we don't have. So we went to the market and bought matured bears. They were like, okay, let me say two, three weeks. We came back and then got a cage, stock. We ran the first cycle, the bears did well. I, thought, I think it was just 10 bears. Just 10. So they did well. After the first cycle, and then I got admitted in school where I read accountancy uh, in the national diploma level anyway. So when I went to school, the business had to stop because my mom, she's into farming full time, not this agri, this uh, poultry business of 18. So I was the one forcing that on her. So when I left for schooling, the business stopped. You know? So after some time, I came back and I said, Okay, can we continue from where we stop? She said, okay, yeah, if I'm fine, let me give you money. Then she supported with few funds. And then I started. So that was how I start this agribusiness. I, I, I discovered that the one aspect of where my parents does was not attractive for me. And I was dodging the whole song, you know. <laughs> so I, I knew that, okay, if for poetry, I, I, I'm going to sit one place. My only is check my best, make sure they are feeding well. Make sure the, the water is there. Provide heat for them. You know, heating source for them when it's too cold. Uh, that one I can do. So that was how we started. That was how I started Denko fans. That was how we started me and my mom. And now, um, I saw the business and I said, okay, they were into agriculture. Let me do the business aspect of it. And that was how I introduced, started seeing agriculture in a different light. I said, okay, let me do livestock. Let me leave the cultivation of crops, you know, planting yam, planting cassava, mm -hmm. planting rice, uh, planting, uh, you know, all those crops, you know, pepper, tomato, um, soya beans. Yeah. So let me stop. I won't do those ones. I'm, I'm running away from the sun. So let me see if I can do livestock. So I started with bears, went into, into pea green, and now we're here. Wow. <laughs> so so, 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 so I, I, along the line, along the line, when I started the poetry, I said, okay, let me see if I can do piggly. I got some pigs. We started around the first cycle. The result was discouraging. You know, we lost some of the pigs. I spoke with my dad. He said, ah, you, you have spent money on building this pen, so you don't have to give up. Stock more. We source for funds again. Stock. And they did well. So now we have a Denko fan. So when I saw the, the, the vision I had for Denko fans, what, how I wanted Denko fans to be like, I discovered that this is something that I can't do alone. Mm. Uh, maybe I might do it. But let me say, a journey of 40 days will take me 40 years. Yeah. But with me getting partners, 
people that have the mindset I do have, and people that are looking at agriculture as business, mm. not the way our parents does in the villages. Yeah. So if I get the kind of persons that will push me, that will come together and we, 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 we form this company, it will be better for me. So that was how I started saying, okay, let me see if I can get some persons to come together to push Denko fans. So now for Denko fans, it's not just about Denison. Denko fans is now made up of almost three different individuals that also have interest in agriculture, that also understand agribusiness. Mm. You know, that also see the future of Africa, that also sees the future of Nigeria uh, being economically stable through agriculture. So these are the kind of persons I'm now working with. These are the kind of persons that are saying, okay, in the next 2, 3, 10, 20, 50 years, this is how agriculture should be. And if they should mention anything agriculture, they should mention us, Denko fans. And that is how we are pushing this business forward now. So now it's just it's not just about the poultry business has started with ten bears. Now we are looking at a bigger picture of Denko fans. We are looking at not a business in Benue State. We are looking at Denko fans as not a business that will base in Nigeria alone. We are looking at Denko fans as an African business, a business that should be in almost all the countries in Africa. Because I, I, we see that it is our responsibility to feed Africa. Now, I'm, I'm really interested in this, <laughs> this feed Africa. How did, <laughs> how did you start conceiving the vision? Because I know some, some years ago, we were having a conversation on, yeah. on the state of agriculture in Africa, particularly looking at Nigeria. I shared some statistics, some projects I had worked on. And we were even um, having like some stakeholder meeting and forming some partnerships on some other projects um, yeah. regarding some key areas in this agriculture, especially to stop and curb food wastage, to harness the resources and potentials we have, to leverage technology, to use innovation. I remember then you were telling me about some machineries that can be used for this and that, but yeah, yeah, people don't yeah. know about it. People are not yeah. using it. And so how how do you want to um, use agriculture to feed the continent? How do you want to use your vision in Dev Coal Farm to, to change? Because there's a lot to do in agriculture. A lot yeah. of uh, ag agro-tech companies have been springing up but many people are focusing on, oh, make money, build this, invest, do investment, but are not really doing the business of agriculture. But you yeah. are doing the business, you are a farmer, you are farming, you are showing people the opportunities in agriculture, you are helping people to see the opportunities. But I wanted to talk about that. I'm, I'm saying these things because I know, I know about them, yeah. I've been following you. So maybe you tell us about, the opportunities that exist, the value chain in agricultural business, how Nigerians can get involved, how Africans can get involved. I want maybe someone who is in agribusiness in Kenya or in South Africa or Zimbabwe or wherever, how they can look at the resources they have in their neighborhood, in their location, their province, and start something in a few months or few weeks time, you know, 
because you you were talking about um, how agriculture was done by our parents, and you have a vision for how it should be done now, and we also know how it's done in more developed and advanced countries. So I would like you to yeah, yeah. bring this together okay, okay. For, for us. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you so much. You know, uh, one thing I always look at, I don't look at uh, business of agriculture as a place where you go in and make plenty money at first. You know, initially, uh, uh, let me say this without, let me say, fear, or let me say without doubting in myself that agriculture is the only business that can give you that, that can give you a guarantee for your money. It will shock you because we have so many persons that know, and if I invest in business, they will die. Now, what if they don't die? And what if you do it right? Now, uh, if, if, if you should check around, let me say, in our country, Nigeria, because I've not been to so many countries, so I won't be saying things that I've not seen. Mm -hmm. But let me say in our country, if you check how many structures that will have massive funds, people invested in massive structures, stock enough bears, deep uh, pigry, invested so much in building those structures, getting developed, let me say, tech to install in their funds, and those places are being dumped. Now, why? Because, you know, agriculture is something that if you are doing, first you have to build. It's just like there is no way you as human being, let me say, as a woman, will get pregnant in December, let me say December 1st, and 5th December or 3rd, you deliver the baby. No way. So, so it is the same thing with agriculture. When you want to do agriculture, you should know that, okay, what you're doing will take so, so time to mature. And this is what so many persons don't know. So we at Deco fans, we say that we have a continent to feed mm -hmm. because we don't look at agriculture just in, 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 in Benue State or let me say in Nigeria. Because if we calculate or let me say if we check and see how much food or let me say if you want to check what we import more in Africa, you see food. If you calculate what we import, if you want to check, is it car, is it clothes, is it whatsoever, is it diesel, is it fuel? First thing you see, you see food. Our food importation B, as, as, of last, as, as of last year, in Africa, not just Nigeria, it was over $50 billion, U.S. dollars. Wow. And then, and then there's a prediction that, okay, before we get to 2030, $110 billion worth of food will be imported to our country, our continent. So if, if, if you go to Ghana, they're also having the issue of importing food. If you go to Cameroon, they're also having issues of people importing food, importing frozen chicken, importing rice. But if you travel to almost all the African countries that we have, the, most, the first thing you see in the imported list, or let me see the importation list, you will see food. Either they are importing rice, or they are importing meat, or they are importing uh, flour, you know, cassava flour, banana flour. They are importing minor things, or let me say things that we can grow in Africa. You know, one of the most challenging fact, or let me say the most difficult thing for you to understand is we have the largest arable land currently on planet Earth in Africa. And we are importing food more than any other continent on the world. And we're not the largest continent. Mm. 
Am I right? We are not. We are not the largest, and we are, we are importing food more than other continents. Now, it's simply because the way we practice our agri is different from the way other countries practice. But one thing I still don't understand is, you know, they use technology, and we can buy technology, if I'm not mistaken. We can buy technology. Yeah. And we have the money to buy the tech. So when, when it comes to mechanization, you know, uh, people that have money, they pick this money, buy machines, buy heavy equipment, and they end up not utilizing these things. You know, another fact is not buying the, this equipment, it's how to use it. So we are Deco fans, we see agriculture. You know, what we do, we also do training for farmers. Deco fans, we do training for farmers because we understand that if you used to understand agri, as our parents, you can't go to an African, to a, to a Nigerian country, or let me say community, and then ask the farmers, how many plants do you need? Let me say maize now. How many plants of maize? Or let me say, how many stems of maize mm -hmm. do you need on a one plot? Or let me say, on a, a hectare of land? What, is, what should be the distance between these plants? You know, they will not be able to tell you this. Why? Because they, they have been doing this the way they, they were doing it in the 80s, 90s, as far back as me and you were not born. So we're looking at agriculture as a way that people should be trained. You, you, we don't have born doctors, you know. Even tailoring shop, if, if you want to learn how to sew, yeah. if you want to learn how to sew, you must enroll in a training, three months, That's six right. months. So it's the same thing the way agriculture. We don't see it as something that as you as, as you as you be trained. They look at it as a way of the heritage. How our parents does, mm -hmm. and this is what we should do too. Mm -hmm. No, we are looking at deco farmers. Looking at we need to train our farmers. Number one, last year, or well, let me say this year, sorry, we have uh, almost five, six, I think almost ten farmers that cultivated rice for deco farms. We taught them how to plant, how to do set up a nursery first. Wow. And then you pick your, your, your rice to the farm, and then plant this rice, give it so distance, and so plant population per hectare. And if you should plant this, so number of weeks, you should water it, you should fertilize it. You know, these are things that our parents were not taught. They don't know it. So it's possible that if I should cultivate one hectare of land, I will harvest rice more than another person that cultivated two hectares using the wrong method. Mm -hmm. So when we say we have a continent to feed, that is that there. We have to teach other people how to do because we deco fans alone will not be able to feed over over one point three billion people. It's not possible that way. Yeah. What we need to do is, is to train. It's possible that we deco fans can say, okay, once we call another branch of deco fans today. In, uh, in, in Rwanda. So what do we need to do in Rwanda? We need to go to Rwanda and train farmers how to do it for Denko farms. If you want to set up a farm, let me say in Guinea now, we need to go to Guinea. I say, okay, come, farmers, let's teach you guys how to plant tomato. You know, we import tomato a lot in Africa. So Denko farms will now be like, okay, let's teach, empower. We can teach you because if we empower you now without teaching you, it's a waste. Now, so many persons don't know this. 
So what they do basically is just empower, give a farmer uh, 20 million, uh, give a farmer 50 million. And this farmer is not going, we don't know how to use. If you are into pigry, how are you going to formulate your feed? How to make, do the measurement? How, how many bags would this our pig eat in, 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 in 30 days? You know, what is the conversion ratio? You know, these are things that we need to teach farmers. So Denko fans were looking at basically as setting up a company that will not just be in Nigeria. We want to establish other African countries, teach farmers how to do it. I also said basically, yes, for sure we are there to make money. But I know that for you to make money, you need to help people first before you make the money. Absolutely. So when you look at money, opportunities of how to make money in Africa, the opportunity is very, very big. We import. We import chicken meat worth hundreds of billions, over 200 and something billion down to Nigeria every year. So it means that if you have a poultry farm processing meat and selling here in Nigeria, you're going to make money. We import eggs. We import powdered eggs. We import cassava flour. We import yam flour. We import banana flour. We import pepper, ordinary pepper, chili pepper. We import powdered pepper down to... We import so many things that we import. When I say Nigeria, it's not just in Africa. No. Because but, check, if, you check, if you check other countries, it also imports. Yeah, that's true. So, so, so it means if Denko France is going to set up a meat shop in Ethiopia, it means Ethiopia will not be importing meat again. They are going to be buying meat mm-hmm. in their country. Yeah. Now, how are they going to, how, it, most people will ask you, so what, how about the, 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 the raw materials? If you set up a processing plant in Ethiopia now for meat, and they don't have uh, farmers that will be giving you, how are you going to do? This one year, I've worked with over 200 farmers last year alone. I worked with over 200 farmers, training them on, on how to plant rice and, uh, and, and soya beans. So basically, what our farmers, their challenges, where to sell these products? So it means if you are going to set up a, 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 a meat shop in Ethiopia, there is going to be processing uh, 1,000 tons or 1,000, uh, just any amount of raw materials you need. And the farmers are sure of the market. Believe me, they will give you. That's true. If, if, if farmers are sure that, okay, if I should rear these cows by this month, and this month they are big, and I have somebody nearby that will pick Believe me, you, you have massive cow farmers. Nobody will tell you you go and stock pigs because the Echo Farm is going to buy off the pigs for you. You know, I, I also work with uh, uh, one of the seed companies, uh, Sakata, and one of the challenges you face, you know, they are into hybrid. So one of the challenges you face is once you go to farmers, you know, the hybrid seed, they are expensive anyway, but then they give you better results. And this is what our farmers don't know. So when you get to farmers, they'll ask you, okay, you say, okay, if I should plant this hybrid, my yield will increase. Who will buy? Because the, 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 the local one we are using, we are yet to have a market. So if you are going to introduce this hybrid for us, that they say that expensive, who is coming to buy from us? So these are the two that buy imported products. Yes. So, so these are the things that Denko France is looking at. If we are going to have a processing plant, let me say tomato to tomato paste. Remember, we have a discussion over this some time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so if we set up such a company now 
in our Benue state. And the farmers are sure that, okay, if I should plant hybrid tomato, I will harvest all year round. And all this all year round, I have a company that is coming to pick and pay me. And as we are processing in this country, because for sure, you know, agriculture is such a way that, at least in our African setting, we are, we are still depending on nature, still using our, our soil, normal soil. Yeah. It's possible that other countries are not being blessed then. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you get to Kenya and you plant maize, and the maize will not do well, but the maize will do well in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So what stops we from producing enough and exporting to Kenya? If if we see that okay the weather in uh, in South Africa is better for bears, okay the weather in uh, in, in Uganda is not good for bears, so it means that we and Uganda mind you they are importing from other continents for not, Asia. Why not import so, so, from closer? Do you get? So why not? Why not we Denko fans? We have a fan in South Africa. Process these these bears, package them, and send it to our 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 fellow citizens, our brothers and sisters yeah. for Uganda. What to stop us from doing this? Are we not going to make the same money these people are pushing outside the continent? So this is how we we are looking at Denko fans. Is we are looking at jo not just being in one place. Let's position in places where agriculture is lacking. Maybe is it in food? Is it in meat? Is it in uh, rice? Okay, this will need uh, more of soya beans. Okay, they need more of cashew nuts. You know, I was I I, I exported a few bottles of cashew nuts somewhere in South Africa, and they were like, "Wow, we have not seen such sweet, uh, crunchy." You know, I was like, <laughs> "Wow, we have plenty so of an opportunity here. there." Wow. Yes. Wow. I was like, we have plenty of this in, in, in Nigeria. If, if you go to, if you go to like Benue State, Kogi, yeah, go to, even if you go my to own state Benue, in Oyo State, Ogumosho, my get, hometown, to be precise. Do, do you know that? Do you know that? According to research, eh, in Africa, we have the best cashew nuts. Wow. You know, you know, if, if you go to countries like Brazil, if you go to, let me say, India, where they use a lot of cashew nuts, they prefer the African cashew nuts. You can search for that. There is high value for African cashew nuts. We have companies that come inside the country and say, okay, give me the share. That is the outside cover. Give me. I want to buy it. So these are opportunities that, before you know, if you set up a farm, you know, when, when people get to hear this thing, they want to do it quick. Now, if you plant your, your, your cashew nuts, two, three years, start producing. So you have a plantation of, let me say, 100 hectares of cashew nuts. Yeah. You be you, you will not only provide opportunities, let me say job opportunities, you also make money for yourself and also for the government. And one thing I know, like in a small factory we have, we're not too big, you know. But then the kind of person that makes money for our factory every day, it will amaze you. So most times when I see that I'll be like, what if we have like fifty of these companies here? Mm. So as we're on this as we're on this call right now, I'm just imagining Imagining we having, like, everything you're explaining is just like a template, like a sample of what is possible. So imagine we yeah. have 10, 50 other Denko farms. They may not be Denko farms in name, but they have this type of mindset. They have this type of vision. Because one yeah. thing that we believe also in task is that, you know, we discovered that there are a lot of entrepreneurs in Nigeria and majorly Africa who yeah. uh, they go into entrepreneurship and business 
for themselves, like, oh, it's for my own interest. I want to make money. I have the biggest farm. I have this, me, my family. And then after some time, we, we see that that kind of business will not last long. It will not outlive yeah. the person. It will not grow far. It will not. They may be wealthy. They may make money. But, you know, that selfish mindset. But from what you are sharing with us now, we are talking about community. We are talking about the nation. We are talking about the continent and how people can have impact even in this sector. That's sure. amazing. Sure, because because, because when, when, when you begin to look at other sectors anyway, okay, for, for example now, let's look at, let's look at uh, football. You know, when, when, you, when you look at football, you discover that some of us, we love DJ Drogba so much, and it's not even in Nigeria. Yeah. You get, some of us, we love, uh, uh, let me say, Salah, Mohamed Salah. It's not in Nigeria. You know, but then they impacted our life. If they are doing negative things, they will impact us. I know so many people that got, like, let me say, when they get to the field, they want to play like, uh, 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 they want to play like Becca. You know, you know, so these are things, okay, what if I and Stevie, somebody will go and stop a fan and say, okay, I want to establish a fan like Stevie. Mm-hmm. I want to establish a fan like the way Dennis has a fan. Yeah. I want my fans to be here. I yeah. want all my staff to be doing this way. You know, these are things that we can do. Okay, the next time I was chatting with my boss, and I told him that as I need a car, I want to buy a car. He said, yes, now you can buy a car now, of course. You know, one thing with all these things is they look attractive. You're not just doing this for to show that you get money, you, you have arrived. No. You're doing this to get other persons. For some of us, when you go to my social media handles, you see me posting, we, we have done this today. This is not competition. We are doing this to show people that there is a way you can do it. Mm. Now, we are doing this to show people that, okay, uh, somebody is doing this. You can do. When you have money more than this person, you have connection more than this person, You're, you, you are located in the state where you can do this more than this person. So what is stopping you? It's something that you can do. I know so many persons that the business I do is because I see people doing such things. And I try to you know, copy buttons quick, you know. So we're looking at, okay, let's set up this, okay, ah, you'll be like, okay, David Do is a musician, okay, he has a car, has a private jet. The next day, they start writing music. They want to be like David Do, buy private jet. You know, want to live a good lifestyle, you know. So if I and Stevie will now have, okay, ah, that Stevie is a young farmer, he has a car, private jet, he lives in so, so please, he find is there. The next day, you see somebody trying to set up a poultry farm, I want to be like Steve. So that is just a target to make this sector attractive. You know, when you go into it and you know the business aspect of it, just like the meat shop, I just shared this this evening on, on, on my social media on Facebook. When we started, when we got the idea of setting up a meat shop, it was we, we didn't have the target or let me say the business plan of going into meat processing soon. You know, our own was to produce pig and then sell to these are our local butchers to buy slaughter and sell, you know. Yeah. So when we, we tried that, we discovered that after feeding these pigs to very big, and then these people will come and underpriced. You know, for some of us that we are aware with our calculation, we know our figures. Yeah. I know how many kg water of feed these pigs have consumed for five months. Mm. I know how many liters of water. I know how many liters of water they have consumed for three months. I can tell you all those figures offered. I know how much 
what of anything we give, how much we have paid their staff, people that are taking care of them, you know. So if I'm to say this speak to you, I have to factor this inside. I have to check, okay, they consume 500 kg worth of feed. And I'm selling at social time. I paid my staff almost 200000 So if I'm going to sell this, how much am I going to sell that Deco fans will still be profitable in the next 10, 10 five, 5 to 10 years? Mm. That will not go back, we will not go back begging for funds. So when we saw the peak, we discovered that the price was not encouraging. So I was chatting with the guy that bought the pig for us to slaughter. I said, oh, you know, you guys will just come and pick for us. Like this one, you, we, we sold for 40000 and you sold at 80000 The man was like, no, the pig, we just sold at 70000 I said, oh, my God. So what are we doing? After, after feeding these pigs for five months, big to this size, five, six months, big to this size, and we're selling for 40000 And someone that is just buying today, Took it to the market, slaughter, sold on the table for it, less than 24 hours. So the person made profit double. Okay. And then I, I, I told my team, we need to open the shop. <laughs> so the next day, I, I went to the place, saw, surveyed the environment, paid money for the shop, connected light to the shop, bought the second-hand fridge. You know, we had the money to say, let's go and get a new one, buy cold room. You know, we bought the second-hand fridge. We started, got pigs, slaughtered, sold, we saw the money, we saw the, 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 the business aspect of it that nobody would tell you. You know, so we said, okay, ah, this one is profitable, so let's do it more. So getting yes, involved helps help you to understand the value chain and how to tap into the opportunities. That the value if, chain. If, 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 if you are not in the business, you would understand how it is being. If I should tell you that, okay, I will sell my pig and make 200% uh, profit. Mm. You don't sit one place mm. and don't understand the business. And you check and see the farmers in the village that they are poor, they're not living well, and I'm here telling you that I will make. Why? Because you don't understand the business aspect of it. And our parents, our poor farmers that we have in villages, they don't also understand the business aspect of what they are doing. They are doing that as a way of life. My dad would be like, oh, God, you know the accounting you study. You read accounting in school. Why are you so, so, so interested in agri? You should be doing accounting, sitting in one, you know, banking job, you know, all these big other uh, companies. You know. <laughs> So, so because the way the, the way they see this our agri is even for the way I and my team saw the agri business aspect of it, and the way we are doing is even for what they are doing. They don't care about processing rice. So, they want to cultivate and sell to someone that will go and make triple of their profit in less than twenty four hours. So that is what we we decided to say. Okay, let's set up. Let's have the whole value chain. Okay, Denko Fans is going to rent the best, mm. slaughter the best, package and sell direct to either final consumers and otherwise. And in this, you are also creating opportunities for other people too. Sure, sure. Because because when I I, I know someone, uh, I, I had a conversation with a lady uh, this morning in Abuja that she wants to set up a mission just like the one I, the one I'm doing. Wow. So I should, I should help her on how to go. So I gave her an assignment. We are go out. 
Let's know how much these guys are selling their meat per kilo in Abuja. Mm. Take like five shops, meat shop in Abuja, and get back to me. So uh, she sent the message while I was busy. So I'll just check all the price. Okay, how much is the shop? We'll get the shop. How much is this? Once we get, I'll start sending meat to her to process the meat sent to her, and she will send. So basically, I know she's, she's not going to be doing that because she, she also has that job. She will employ one or two persons that will be managing the shop. Mm-hmm. So it means through this agreement, somebody is having a job to do. Yeah. The one is to go and sell meat. So she, she saw the post on, on social media anyway. I have another person too in Portaico that is also going to set up a meat shop because she saw what I'm doing. So that is the target. I keep telling people that we, we can't compete in Africa. The opportunities are too much. We are not doing enough. Mm, if if Bengal fans is still struggling to to to, to feed Benue State with meat, if 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 we still have ten of Bengal fans in Makodi, we will not still meet up with the demand for meat in Makodi alone. Wow. So so agriculture is not. You don't even have to start looking at competition first. Compete with food. Where the opportunities are. If you have one hundred uh, rice factory. In, in Nigeria, we don't still meet up with the demand for rice. Okay, <laughs> this is interesting. And <laughs> I know yeah, you have statistics and figures to back this up. I know that's interesting. So now, um, those people you've worked with, some people you've trained, do you partner with them, maybe buy some of their stuff or buy off when they do the planting and the selling, like peak, like you were talking about earlier, or they are also able to find their own customers and find how to sell to the end user. No, 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 no. That is the target. Because, I, like I said, I've, I've worked with the trained almost 200, 300 farmers. So the challenge is where to sell. I remember we got an improved seed of our soya beans. We wanted to introduce to them. You know, the price, the price for hybrid seed are always expensive. They'd be like... Yes, we can get this thing. After production, who is coming to buy from us? Mm. So, Denko fans, what we are looking at is, okay, for rice, give us. We buy all. So, so last year, we did, like I said, 10 farmers. We did a demo with them, 10 farmers. Taught them how to transplant, plant their, their rice, how to, uh, the amount of fertilizer you're going to give and what type of fertilizer we're going to give because we don't have one. You know, the common one we know in Nigeria, 1515. So if anything is wrong, you apply 1515. No, no, no. We thought then that if you plant this rice and you discover that the, 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 the leaves are getting white, or let me say yellow, this is what you should apply. This is what the plants are lacking. So what our target at fund is, as we produce this rice, we mop from them, process and sell. So they are sure of if I should plant uh, 200 hectares and harvest uh, 200 bags or 300 bags, somebody is there to buy. Okay, like now if you come to our factory, we buy from farmers. Some of them that know where we are, they come yeah. with their rice, we buy yeah. from them. Some of them that don't know, like right now to speak, I have my boys, almost three, that are in villages buying rice. The only is to buy 
10, 20 bags, send down to our factory, 200 bags, send down to our factory. I want it to process. Mm. That's, that's so so now we have farmers that are close. You know, even this evening, somebody called that they want to brought, they, 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 that somebody brought in uh, two bags of rice to the factory. And the person is saying, you go and bring three extra tomorrow, so we should pay. He has said, no, we, are, we, want, we need more. So let them just come with the rice. We'll pay them. So our job now at Denko Fan is get this rice for these people, process this rice, and send it out to people that need. You know, it's not all the states in Nigeria, like I said, that can produce rice. That's right. Their soil is not favorable for these things. Even if you have the money, even if you plant, the yield will not be encouraging. Meanwhile, we have Beno State, we have Taraba, we have KB, you know, we have... Uh, Kaduna, you know, state that if we plant rice, we have kogi, you know, the rice will do well. So this state, the only is how to process and send to other states that don't have. So if you go to other states, what they have, we might not have. Mm -hmm. So our is to exchange within ourselves. So what we are doing at Denko Farms now, at least our farmers that we know, if we have rice, even if we don't need, we'll create a market for it. Because we have other person that comes to us, supply five trucks of paddy to me. So we, our own is, okay, do you have, uh, they come to us and ask us if we can supply to them. So our own is just to move to these farmers and call them. We have their, their contacts. Okay, can you guys arrange 200 bags? We are coming to buy. Can we get 600 bags? How about 5,000 bags? Mm. So from there you know, okay, farmers I have this, okay, okay, I have one, I have two, I have three hundred, I have four. We pick from this thing, aggregate and then take it back to our factory and also send to other person they buy the process and our and the target is just to make food move. Move around, you know. Let people have food to eat. People and should I, have food because they are you're you're providing most of your your products at very affordable prices and not trying to, yeah. I won't say exploit, yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah, I know people People need to eat, people need to be fed. Someone will expect that. <laughs> you should be doing charity, but it's a business. No, no, no. And no. Then you have to make profit, no, no, and you're no, making no. decent profit while yeah. helping people to get food at affordable rates. Yes, yes. So what that challenges, what challenges are, are they're currently in the market for the business or you think people are facing um, that maybe people need to look into or people can take advantage of to help the value chain or the ecosystem of agri or farming in Nigeria or Benway State or maybe a particular common problem that people are having or you guys are also having but look forward to solving, overcoming, I think uh, the first thing is uh, transportation. You know, in business, if you can distribute, you can sell anything. So if you can distribute, you can sell. If you can distribute, even if you have the best products, you, you are not in business. So you mentioned that you were able to send something to South Africa. How did you send it? Um, we have a company here, so we just took it. Was just, I think it was just two bottles. Okay. But the two bottles to them, it's okay. What's we'll someone in South Africa? So, so, so if, you need, if you need to supply maybe twenty or hundred bottles, it's going to will there be a challenge? Is there going to be? Yeah, I think I think that for 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 commodities like that, 
yeah. sending them out most times is not difficult. They don't have much weight, so sending them out is not difficult. But I, I want us to look internally first. Oh, wow. I, want us, I want us to look at Nigeria. So, like, in Nigeria, our country gone, if you want to send, let me say, transport your rice from here to someone in Lagos, yeah. it will be difficult for you. And also the person. Because we don't, we don't have logistic, agro-logistic yeah. companies. We have people that have money investing in transporting human beings alone, not knowing that these human beings are the move. They are going to buy food where they are going. So let's let's assume uh, uh, 50 youths are leaving Benue State down to Lagos. Yeah. So it means that these 50 youths that used to consume uh, 50 kg bag of rice weekly mm. are going down to Lagos. Mm. Yeah. And, they going, going and they are not going. And they are not going with rice. Of rice consumption in Lagos. Now, they are going to increase the number of persons that need rice in Lagos. Meanwhile, in, in, in this Benue state where they are, the rice is still here. So they are transporting themselves, their clothes, their cars to Lagos. And then the food is somewhere at the back. Now, if you want to transport this rice, you are going to face a challenge cost of transporting, you know, when it comes to cost of transporting, some of them will tell you, okay, the road are bad. But, you know, me, I, I, I usually, for me, as a person, I don't complain about our bad road, other yeah. things. But is how we can maneuver the bad road? Hmm. How are we going to use the bad road? They are bad, they are bad. If we start preaching to our leaders, walk the road, they won't do it. So, how, how are, are you going to use, How are you doing how, how are we going to use the bad road? So far, normally, what, basically, what we do is we use our Benue link, use other companies, you know. Yeah, or some of them will beg them, okay, can you help us and transport us back? Okay, like, tomorrow morning, I should be in Delta with few bags of rice, you know. So these are the things that, okay, I'll, I'm going to charter a bus from a registered company that they are not into agro-commodity transportation. They are, only, they are moving human beings. So I'm going to charter them to come and move my yarn to Lagos. So if only we look at the opportunities of investing in logistics, in agriculture, yeah. Yeah. you're buying your truck now the road. The target is your truck should be moving oranges, mangoes. Your truck should be moving yarn down to Lagos. I was in Lagos last, last month, and I was shocked at the price of yarn. Where one tuba, somebody was telling me 2000 I said, Are you, I don't understand. Is it 2000 for the wheelbarrow or one? <laughs> because, because without saying 2000 you can buy, you can... With, with 10,000, 10,000, you are buying 100 tubas of yarn in Benue State. So I don't understand why so, somebody should... And should, some should way, somehow, though, I know agriculture, because of the poor transportation, it also adds yeah. to the cost of the goods or commodities. Yes, but, sure, sure, sure. When you look at the cost of transporting, anyway, sure, it will increase your price of selling down there. Yeah. But then uh, most times people that are into this, they also have this. So let's assume we have uh, we have ten logistic companies that, that are into agro commodities that travel all the time six states. Just ten that's, companies. That's big. I remember we we talked about this. Yeah, we had an idea for Denko fans. We want to have Denko Agro Logistic Company, where our target is to help farmers move their farm produce yeah. across the country. Because I I know farmers that have Young, wasting. You know, mm. for me, I, I like a that I understand these things. So, besides transportation, what else? For transportation, once transportation is sorted out, oh, 
farmers will be yeah. very, very happy because yeah. that's the major thing, distributing their products, getting off takers, getting people to pick, getting people yeah. to, that need it to have it in due time. And then uh, uh, this one, I don't just want to mention it, but let me say I will mention it here. Phones. It's another challenge. Yes, the phones to run this project because agriculture to run it in a standard way is, is capital intensive. So, so as as a farmer, let's assume you want to you want to you're into good uh, production, you're into good business, you run a good farm. You're not supposed to be feeding your goods like the normal way we keep them to find food for themselves and eat. You have to keep your goods in a place where you formulate feed for them. You treat them, you know that, okay, this, this one is lacking cash flow. And you give it cash flow at the right proportion, you know. So th these are things that if you begin to look at, you know that, okay, you need funds. If you want to go into poultry business, you need funds. If you want to go into layers production, you know. I was shocked when I discovered that we import eggs. I was shocked. <laughs> I, get, oh, I, I, get, I, get, um, I get it. Because I believe, because coming from the background you gave me, you know, the way our parents or the generation before us did agriculture and the way we are doing it and how we should do it, you know, I'm beginning to imagine because I know there are people that have money, there are people who are ready to invest, there are people who are looking for opportunities, especially African-oriented, African-driven solutions. And yeah. they just want to know that, okay, people are doing it the right way and things are predictable, things are standard, you know, Unlike um, the old ways that people used to do it, that they are not sure, they are not um, particular about the numbers, they are not strategic, they are not strategic about agriculture and farming. So I know maybe people who have invested in agricultural projects in the past or farming business, maybe they suffered some kind of loss or the other, and then people are looking um, elsewhere to invest their funds. But I'm happy yeah. that people are returning back to agricultural investment, investing in agriculture and farming, especially see, for those see, who are you know, doing you know, right. Let me, let, let me just trip in. I'm listening. Okay, good. Now, when you look at, when you say people invest and then they don't get what they want, face the kind of losses and back off, it's because they don't take simple advice, most persons. Now, when, when, okay, for example, now if you want to set up a rice processing plant, you need to get expert. When I say expert, not paper expert too. Because that's a person <laughs> that have written business plan. <laughs> no, no, not this one. Okay. You need to go and meet somebody that have a rice factory. You ask the person, where did you got this your machine? Who installed the machine? How is the capacity? Forget the paperwork and get to these guys that are doing this job. Now, for example, if I want to cultivate tomato, if I want to plant tomato now, what I would do is I would just go to villages. You know, we have one community here that are into tomato that we have trained for some time. I will get the best seeds and give to best women that can do this job for me. Now, my own work is to supervise and make sure everything is being done right, and I'll buy up from them. If you want to go and start learning how to plant tomato, it will take you 40 years. Wow. Because these guys are experts in it. All they need is your small touch, small brushing. So you just need to learn how to collaborate with people that are into this sector. Mm -hmm. If you are coming in new, if you have the phones, calm down. Don't rush yourself. 
I was speaking to a client who was in need of uh, bags, and I was telling him that the order you have is too much. Order small quantity and test it first. So, no, no, no. He has the money. So what? What, what would be the challenge for him to to get ten thousand? I said, no, that figure is too small. It's too big, sir. He said, no. The money is there to buy this quantity. So what, 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 what should be the challenge? I said, the challenge is your starting. Start small. Test the waters. So believe me, if, if you pick 100 million and invest in rice, and at the end of the day, you discover that it was a mistake that you did, and it, it was your fault, I believe you'll not be happy to put in funds in agriculture again. Mm. But initially, when you started, I was telling you that you stocking 10,000 fish or 60,000 fish as a starter is not, not good. Start with 1,000 fish. Yes, I know you have the money to stock 100,000. So if you test the 1,000 fish and they are successful, and you said, you know, you see the figures. Okay, I invested 2 million, stock uh, 200 fish. Okay, I sold for 3 million. Cost of production was 1.7 million. You know, when you see these figures in your account, you, somebody will not tell you to invest to add more. That's right. Nobody will tell you that, oh, uh, fish farming is profitable. Your bank account will tell you. Forget what the, 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 the business people write and say, okay, uh, within two, three years, you make $60 billion. No. The figures in your account will tell you that, Mr. Steve, fish farming is profitable. Mr. Steve, fish farming is not profitable. Okay. If it's not profitable, why are people doing this? Can you ask them? They can teach you maybe one secret that is not written. We have unwritten codes in all industry that we run. In our group, we have this unwritten code. They are not fine anywhere. If you like, read all the materials on planet Earth. They are not written. This, these are things that you can only see when you get to the market. Wow, wow, wow. This has been eye-opening. <laughs> I know we could go on and on, but we are short for time. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for all you've shared with us on business of agreed, especially this mission to feed the continent. Thank you. Now, just as we round up, what are your parting words to an entrepreneur out there, either an agric entrepreneur or just some entrepreneur who is about starting out in business or someone who is already in business? What advice or what word do you have for our dear entrepreneurs who happen to listen to this episode of the podcast? Okay, the most important thing is start. And if you want to start, start small. Now, I'm looking at you have the money to start a farm. Start small. If you have the money to buy 200 hectares, reduce it and start with 100 hectares first. Now, if you have the money to invest in stocking 60,000 fishes, start small. Your progress will tell you whether you should invest more or not. And always consult. Anything you want to consult. Yeah, so finally, I, I advise Nigerians, Africans, youths, that we have a continent to feed. And we can't do this alone. You have to join hands together and invest, which Ever aspect is it the primary production is it the primary processing is this or let me say can you do distribution if you can do this start distributing food start helping our farmers to move their food to other uh, states countries within africa we have a population of over uh, 1.7 billion people you know the, this and the population is increasing 
we are we have nothing to do we can control the population so we have to invest in food production to be able to mop or to be able to control food hunger because our people say a hungry man is an angry man if you are not well fed if you don't have enough food in your stomach i think it's very difficult for you to reason or think properly so we have to invest in food whatever investment you're doing if you're building houses if you're into real estate for whatever sector you're into agriculture is the motherboard agriculture is what is going to drive all the sectors so I advice i'm calling on our youth our leaders and everybody that you should look at investing in agriculture i was shocked when i saw a notice let me say an update that uh is the u.s say that by the next in, in 2030 they will no longer be using uh diesel or let me say four cars so in africa or let me say in nigeria we look much at the other end of of exporting our crude oil and i'm advising today that we should look at exporting our agri commodities exporting meat exporting rice exporting tomatoes exporting soya beans exporting beans exporting season seed cashew nut and so many things that we can export as a continent so we shouldn't be looking at just importing because we have the best soil so far so let's invest in agriculture thank you so so much for having me in here i appreciate so much i still remember Tekuho Denison, the founder and ceo of denko fans thank you so much all right mr Denison, thank you for coming on the show um, wish you all the best in your endeavors in Denkor Farms and I look forward to having you uh, to join TAS Africa Incubator Denkor Farms as a whole and your team will benefit so much from what TAS Africa is offering do have an amazing day thank you so much